Good morning. And welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We're living out the Father, our, our God's love. And we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. A couple of announcements. First, I'd love to thank Flora Cheng for joining us this morning. Would you give her a round of applause and just thank you for... That was beautiful. That was a beautiful prelude. Um, we're putting together an in-house photo directory. And the act... Yay, Right? Um, and it's simple. It's real simple. You just go in the green room. That's what they call the green room back there, right? Uh, you go there, and we have information on you. There's a, there's a bunch of birds to be. There are stones to... I don't know. Something's happening. There's a lot happening all at once, whatever that saying is. Uh, we are correcting information in our database... So you can correct it. And then you can also, you can say what you want in the directory, what you don't want. There's birthdays, there's emails, there's phone numbers, there's addresses. Whatever you want, it's up to you. We just, that's it. That's it. So sign up. We'll be doing it in the next three weeks back in the green room. Excellent. Virginia Murphy, we're doing a memorial for uh, her life in ministry. We're celebrating her life in ministry tomorrow at 11 a.m. with the lunch reception to follow. Ash Wednesday is this Wednesday, beginning of Lent. The, the journey towards the cross and resurrection begins this uh, Wednesday. And I, I implore you, I implore you, I beg you, experience Easter in its fullness. Dive into it differently this year. We have um, Jane Bates back there. She's going to be leading Lenten Quiet Nights. She's a certified like spiritual director and all this stuff. She's a phenomenal human being and loves God and loves you. Don't miss out on Lenten Quiet Nights. So it's this Wednesday or next Wednesday. We have an Ash Wednesday service, noon and 7. And then next Wednesday... We have Lenten quiet nights through all of Lent. It goes at 5.30. We eat some soup, and we do, I think she's going to do some Tizay services, and it's, I'm excited to see it and experience it. So no matter what, just go up get one of these devotionals. You can donate a couple bucks or get poured into on our dime. Take one of these things. Experience Lent this year. Um... You take a breath. Okay. Ash Wednesday, noon and seven. Lenten quiet nights. Boom. Devo, sign up. Boom. Perfect. We have not done this in, I don't know, a long, long time. Maybe a year and a half. You guys okay over in the choir? Okay. We're gonna we're gonna greet each other, but this just you know how to fist bump. Fist bump a couple of people in this room right now. Stand up, introduce yourself. Fist bump a couple of people. I'll pull us back together. You guys can remain standing, and I'll give us our call to worship. Just recognize. Recognize as we do so, we've been going through Ephesians. 
And last week I just preached on our unity. And I said statements like, you can no more divide the church than you can divide God. We are that. We're living into that, and we fail a bunch, but we are that. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth together. And here's our call to worship. It comes from Psalm 99. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Yahweh is king over all. Everyone trembles in awe before him. He rules enthroned between the wings of the cherubim. So let the earth shake and quake in wonder before him. For Yahweh is great and glorious in the midst of his Zion people. He is exalted above all. Let everyone praise this breathtaking God, for he is holy. Let's worship the Lord. together and sings. It's amazing. Let's do more of that. Even though I walk through the valley 
shadow of death. Your perfect love is casting out fear. Even when I'm caught in the middle of the storm of this life, I won't turn back. I know you are I will fear no evil, for my God is with me, and if my God is with me, whom then shall I fear, whom then shall I fear? Oh no, never let go, through the calm and And 
Oh, your mercy never fails me And all my days I've been held in your hands From the moment I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire In darkest night You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, surrender now, give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after. Running after me, your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, surrendered now, give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. In all my life you have been faithful In all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I will sing of the goodness of God. Children and youth, would you please stand up? Put your hands out like in any direction you want to and say this. No, like... Like, I don't know. I guess there is a right and a wrong way. I don't know. Just put it like you're pointing out somebody. You're going to bless the congregation. Repeat after me. May God bless you. 
as you continue in worship and learning through God's word. And then everybody in the congregation put our hands out towards our children and youth and say, may God bless you as you grow in the Lord. Amen. And children and youth be dismissed to Sunday school. How does that feel, congregation, to just have been blessed? Absolutely awesome, awesome. We come together this morning to worship and praise God. And our hearts are literally longing for God. But deep down, we know that we fall short of his glory and that that separates us from him. Please pray with me as we confess our individual and our collective transgressions. Let us pray. Merciful and loving God, you are so gracious to each one of us, and we acknowledge your constant care and devotion. Your word promises to give us your peace that transcends all understanding, yet we are guilty of trying to control the stresses of life on our own and in our own strength. Forgive us, Lord, for not trusting in your promises. Forgive us for not fully believing in your faithfulness and goodness. Calm our spirits and deepen our faith in you. We give our stress and our anxiety and our worry to you and receive your mercy. Help us to overcome the challenges before us and always to glorify you in all things. Through Christ and in Christ and with Christ we pray. Amen. Hear the good news. The mercy of God is unending. The love of God is all-encompassing. And the peace we share in Christ is incomprehensible. Standing on these promises, know that today, tomorrow, and for all time, we are forgiven. May it be so. Please stand.
Thank you so much. Hmm. That's good. We continue in Ephesians, like I said, and like I said earlier, we've been learning a lot of theology and a lot of um, because it. Remember, it's a letter from Paul. He's suffering. He's in prison, but he's in love with Jesus like to no other and he loves this church in Ephesus and this letter is encouraging to the max and he's been talking about how in Christ the church is a new humanity that engulfs the people of God that engulfs the the Jewish nation that engulfs the Gentiles. And we drilled down last week into our unity, into our actual identity. It's absolutely essential that you get that that peace before you hear the words of this week. Because he he defines things theologically. This is Paul. And he teaches us this new identity, and he's kind of looked at it from a bunch of different angles. Now he's going to give us some stuff to do. And the church continually hears, huh, to do? I can do that. (laughs) And they skip over the identity part. And they miss out on the grace. There's been grace, 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 right? I've been saying grace, grace. That's how God gives us his faith. He gives us our hope. He gives us Jesus Christ. All of it through this, his grace, we get it. Um, and now, in this passage, how do we put on these, like, we're this new humanity. Now what? Now what, what do we do with it? Um, so this whole sermon is applications. There's not going to be like usually I say at the end of it. So how do we apply this? This is all application. It's all, I say it, we do it, right? Okay. Is everybody awake still? Okay, good. And I can't wait either. That's awesome. That's a great thing to hear. And it's, it's a lot like this, this service so far, right? The beautiful music. We've asked for forgiveness for our sins. We've been assured that who we are isn't defined by this world, isn't defined by the president, isn't defined by our boss, isn't defined by our principal, isn't defined by our spouse. Isn't, it's defined only by God. And in this place, amongst these people, we are daughters and sons of the living God through Christ Jesus. Amen? We're going to read Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 25. So then, putting away falsehood, let us all speak truth to our neighbors. Are we okay? I'm just making sure I'm reading the right one. Okay. So then, putting away falsehood, let us all let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And do not let, do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing rather than let them labor and rather let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with, together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. May these words of Paul encourage us this morning. May these words of Paul to the church at Ephesus come to each of us by your Holy Spirit. And both undo bad habits and also empower us to have new holy habits. And all God's people said, rules for the new life. That's why I titled this sermon. It starts in verse 25, pretty self-explanatory. Don't tell lies, but rather tell the truth. Why? He brings up what, what I preached on last week. For we are members of one another. That's our motive. I love it when we get stuff to do, right? I love it when we're filled with the identity that Paul has given us. And he just gives us simple tasks. Tell the truth. And have in the back of your mind the motive of Because you belong to me, and I belong to you. In fact, look around and just say that to each other. We are one in another. Like, we're one right here, right? Do you ever watch basketball? Do you remember a guy named Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, the Shaq, you know? That guy was ridiculously good. Do you remember him at the foul line? They, call, they invent, you know, they couldn't guard him. They would put three people on him. If, if anybody who doesn't know, he was like seven feet in every direction. <laughs> and he could bench press like 4,000 pounds. He was the biggest giant I've ever, like, it's crazy. And he was coordinated and he can run fast. And, um, but they started Hack-A-Shack. 
Does everybody remember that? And I remember him being interviewed, and they were saying, is it frustrating? Is it frustrating that you can't shoot free throws? He had so many things going against him. First of all, when he holds his hands up, since he's like eight feet tall with like two feet arms, he's like ten. He's almost shooting parallel with the rim. And so he's kind of shooting down. So, but he, would, he, he said in this just quick interview, he said, first I have to unlearn the bad habits that I've picked up along the way. We've cruised in this broken world a long time. Some of us longer than others. Wink, wink. (laughs) But we need to retrain our bodies for holy habits. So when he's saying these things, he's defining us as new humanity, and he's also... He's giving us these holy habits to pick up. Every time you think about lying, don't. And instead, tell the truth. Have you ever known an alcoholic? Yeah? Several of the alcoholics I know, going through the 12 steps, somewhere along the way, one of the steps must be replace bad with good. One uh, covering alcoholic I know, Every single time this person is in a setting and feels nervous, she, the person drinks seltzer water. Like, that, that's it. And sometimes she mixes it with f- fr- fruit drinks and calls it party drinks. We, as a new humanity, we've been lying. Everybody in here, we, like this whole place is, is trained to lie. You know, like that's kind of what the world is doing. You know, like it's a broken in all this world. And he says, no, not this new humanity. Remember, we are one and we're totally other than and we're holy. We tell the truth. People come amongst us and they're surprised by, wow, those people tell the truth. They're so different than the world. Then he says, don't lose your temper. But rather ensure that your anger is righteous. It's interesting. Did you hear? It's kind of shocking when you hear this. Be angry. What is Paul calling us to be angry at? Sin, yes. I'm not trying to trip you up, and this isn't a pop quiz Sunday. Uh, This John Stott says this In the face of blatant evil, we should be indignant, not tolerant. Angry, not apathetic. If God hates sin, his people should hate, hate it too. If evil arouses his anger, it should arouse our angers too. You get angry when you see on the TV or when you hear of injustices. Because Paul says you should be. God absolutely detests sin. Hates it. Get angry. But then he, he does three immediately qualifiers. Because what if he just left us? Just be angry. 
That'd be a crazy church, right? <laughs> I guess I'm the only one who thinks that that would be funny. Uh, I think it would be crazy. Hey, be quiet. You never... Anyway, yeah, I won't go on. That's a different sermon. Uh, three qualifiers. What are the three qualifiers? Don't sin. Don't sin. Don't sin in your anger. Behold, he's calling us to this anger at sin and sin alone. Uh, yeah, and evil. But he says, don't let it cross that line of sinning. What would be crossing that line of sinning? Hatred, yeah. He comes up with a list later. He kind of unpacks what it would look like. He lists all these things that we shouldn't do. Um, I think it's... When people are involved, loving the people and hating what is holding God's creations down the injustices, the sins. He also says, don't let your son, don't let the sun set on your anger. That's a qualifier. He says, okay, get angry. Get angry at sin. Get angry at evil. But don't sin in your anger. Also, don't let the sun set on your anger. Keep short accounts with people. Go to people and say, I'm angry at you, but I don't want to be. Let's work this through. Don't let the sun set on your anger. Then he says, and watch out. Anger, the devil and anger have an interesting relationship. A little bit of anger can turn into a lot of anger, making it unrighteous anger, right? Let's keep cruising. Don't steal, but rather work and give. Honest day's work. This new humanity, work with your hands. I think it's that practical. I think it's create. And obviously, it's the same, same little sermonette that I gave earlier on the others. We have habits of taking what isn't ours. Notice the motive. Why do we work? To give to those in need. That's what the next statement is. We work not to accumulate. We work not to push the other down. We work not to better ourselves. The reason we work with our hands, the, uh, we, uh, we don't take stuff in this new humanity. We work and we do stuff. It's to give it away. 
When's the last time you gave away something? Right? Isn't that an amazing feeling? I think that's an amazing feeling. I think Paul is giving us these holy habits. And as you live out these holy habits, you start firing on all these cylinders. And you start to get back to the garden pre the fall. And you start to experience what this new humanity is actually humanity. Original. You know, like... 1.0 1.0 or whatever, like pre 1.0. It's, it's the humanity that we were designed to do. Who's got a story of a time where you worked really hard for something, you loved that thing, but then you were called to give it to someone and that just blessed you like crazy? Maybe that's too specific, but I can think of a couple. I remember one time, I was at uh, I was actually working at LA Mission, and because my friend was the whatever, and I was working in the clothing department with this youth group that I was kind of in charge of, and we were doing stuff, and we uh, they came across this because it was all this donated jackets, and somebody in one of the other groups came across this amazing. You remember the jacket Han Solo wears in Empire Strikes Back? You remember that thing? I think it was awesome. It was like it was like a outerwear thing, but then it had like a fur thing on the hood. You know, I don't know what that's called. You might know what that's called. Probably a hoodie. <laughs> anyway, this is amazing hoodie. And this kid found it, one of the students, and came in over and said, "This is your size, Jay. I just asked the people that were going. You could totally have this." I'm like, "Yes," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." We go outside and we're loading up the van. There's a dude walking by. He looks freezing. This is downtown L.A. I hear the Spirit say, you need to give that guy your jacket. I was like, man, I don't want to give him that guy. <laughs> but then as I handed it over, I got a piece of this. I got a piece of it. Paul's absolutely right. The Word of God's absolutely right. A lot of times we think, ah, that's, gonna, that's difficult. It is difficult. But when you get down to it, you start firing on all cylinders. He, he's speaking truth. He's just talking about that. He's, he's speaking truth in love. And this is the real deal. So in the next week, these, like I said, these are all applications. You can pick out any one of these and just start doing them. Holy habits. Stop lying. Next time you're making a little small lie, don't do it. Tell the truth. Next time you think about taking the, something that was maybe you even earned... Give it away. Be blessed by it twice. And then he goes into the, the mouth. He goes into our tongues. He says, don't use your, your mouth for evil, but rather for good. This is so fun. Right? This is, this is, this is ah, I love that. Stott says, once again, a really good quote. Speech is a wonderful gift of God. It is one of our human capacities which reflects our likeness to God. For our God speaks. Like him, we also speak. Speech distinguishes us from the animal creation. Cows can moo. Dogs can bark. Monkeys bray. Pigs grunt. Lambs bleat. Lions roar. Monkeys squeal. And birds sing. But only human beings can speak. 
I was going to add there, I have two cats, Oscar and Mittens, and they meow like crazy. And they, I never, I always grew up with just one cat. I've never heard cats talk. Do anybody have two cats? Four? Have you ever heard them go, they do it out the window? I never heard that until these, these kittens. Anywho. All these beautiful sounds, but none of them can speak. God says, you're made in my image, and you alone can speak. That's that's something we have over all other creation. We speak. And he starts with, uh, and he says, don't let evil speech come out of your mouth. And the word right there in Greek, sapros, is usually used on rotten trees or rotten fruit. Don't let rotten stuff come out of your mouth. I don't think he's necessarily even talking about cussing. He's not even talking about just rotten things. You ever say something and you're like, that was a lot meaner than I thought I could be? That's straight up rotten. I think Paul, this new humanity, that stuff doesn't fly here, right? This is a different place. This is different people. We have different rules. We have different habits. Let me find this page. There it is. And then he also says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? What do we learn from that statement? Look at zero in on that with me. What do we learn? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We learn that the Spirit is personal. The Holy Spirit is personal. Think about that when you're talking amongst each other as a new humanity. Is the Holy Spirit in the room? Yes or no? All the time? You ever been busted? <laughs> right? You ever been like saying something about somebody else and then that and that person is right behind you longer than you're like. <sighs> Do you remember how horrible that feels? Right? I remember one time I was working up at Forest Home and we was we were it was a couple guys and we were all up in the like the break room and we were making fun of like the camp theme on the t-shirts. And then the person that designed the t-shirts was in there. (laughs) And I remember her face. I remember her like almost busting out in tears. Like she worked really hard on that. Picture God, you know, in the room. As we say these horrible things about one another. As we say these horrible things to each other. Paul's saying in this new humanity, that stuff doesn't fly. You don't make the Holy Spirit sad. Don't break the heart of the Holy Spirit, right? And then he moves into the, the final. And he says, Don't be unkind or bitter, but rather kind and loving. 
And he lists six unpleasant attitudes to put away. And this kind of dives down into what anger leads to as it leads to sin. It leads to bitterness. It leads to wrath. It leads to anger. It leads to clamor. It leads to slander. It leads to malice. There's no place for any of these things. This is John Stott. There's no place for any of these horrible things in the Christian community. They have to be totally rejected. Notice he just sends, he spends one verse on that. He says, get rid of these things. But be encouraged and do this. Be kind. The Greek word for kind is krestos. What does that sound like? Christos, right? Be Christos, be kind to one another. Be tender hearted, compassionate. What's compassionate mean? It means to suffer with. Tender hearted. And then he says, wild. So you're tender hearted. You have this tender heart. You have this softened heart. Compassionate heart. While you're on the move, you're doing something. What are you doing while forgiving one another? And the Greek word for forgiving one another is charizomenos. It literally means acting in grace. Acting in grace. Picture this new humanity. Each of us and all of us collectively are in this bubble. What's in that bubble with us? Grace. We're in this bubble and we're acting in grace. We're swimming in it. We're breathing it. We're exhaling it. It's all around. A lot of papers, a lot of papers. And then he ends it. Is everybody following that all these are applications? We're just breathing them in and we're doing it. We're creating holy habits. We're being kind. We're being soft-hearted. We're not stealing. We're we're speaking out in truth. We're encouraging one another. We're giving each other gifts with our words rather than taking away from each other. We're not tearing down. We're building up. It's all these things, and we're not making the Holy Spirit sad. We are encouraging one another. It's like... It's a love fest, and and he says, because, therefore, because of God's gracious attitude and generous actions towards us, be imitators of God as children. Just as children, this is a quote from Stott, just as children copy their parents, so we are to copy our Father God. Anybody with kids? Anybody with kid-like figures? You know, even those of you that aren't parents are like... You have people that imitate you. I used to love you. I used to love when Elsie was little, and we or and Zeke too. Sorry to embarrass you, buddy. But I would play follow the leader, right? And I'd, I'd see if I could stay, keep my leg up, and they would always fall before me because I'm way old and strong. Anyway, <laughs> there was part of the fun, but there was also fun to just adventure and go places and have them follow and imitate. Like a couple of weeks ago, Barry Martinez, um, 
This, this shows that it, it crosses over the parent thing. Barry Martinez, you remember him? He preached the other, a couple of weeks ago. I had three or four people come up to me after, after he had preached and I came back. They said, now we know exactly where you got all your stories <laughs> and how you preach. You imitate that dude like crazy, and that's the highest flattery. I, I want to be Barry when I grow up, you know? And Paul is saying, all of us, this new community, this new humanity, we want to be Jesus when we grow up. We want to be like God, you know? And then it says, walk in love as Christ did. And then he summarizes it all. That's a weird news bulletin. Something's happening. Everybody get down. No, I'm just kidding. I'll end with this. This is the, the last. And he sums it up. He sums it up and he says, well, first he just says, copy God. And then he just says, and he, he says, learn Christ. And then to bring back in what he taught us earlier, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit. If you have to sum up what we're to do as this new community, this is what we do. We copy God. God loves being creative. God loves pouring out love. God loves being friendly. God loves doing all this stuff. That's what we we copy that. Learn Christ. Die for the friends. Die for the people that are your enemies. Die for the, the broken, the needy. And don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I think we've been sitting a little. Let's stand and sing this hymn of response.
And since we don't pass the plate, we're going to do an offertory. But as, as we listen, as we hear these words during the offertory, be in prayer on what area maybe the, the Holy Spirit may be calling you to act this morning. We're in this new humanity. We're firmly rooted in our identity in Christ. Do you need to watch your tongue? Do you need to, instead of tear people down, encourage people more? Maybe you've let the little lies start creeping in. Do you need to be more of a person of that truth? Let's meditate on these things and hear from the Lord as we sing, You've Got a Friend in Me. Part of the scripture that really stood out for me when uh, Jason sent it out this week and we were preparing um, um, for this Sunday service was the portion that says, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And it got me thinking, you know, are we told by Jesus that we are going to be known for our religiosity? No. Are we known for our perfect attendance record? No. Are we known for tithing the most, as great as that is? Nope. How did Jesus say we are to be known? By our love for one another. And I think oftentimes within religious ideology, we get so caught up in trying to moderate our behavioralism that we forget the simple truth that coats everything. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And in fact, Jesus got harsher in another passage. He said, If you profess to know me and you have not love, you're a liar. And the truth is not in you. So all the things that we pat ourselves on the back for so often in church, and we forget the simplicity of love. So as I was thinking about music for the offertory, I thought, you know, I could sing another song that was written for church, and there's some really great ones that have been written about love. But the song that kept coming to my mind was, You've Got a Friend in Me. The offering, I'm going to pray over it, and then we'll sing Doxa. Thank you, Danny. That's kind of fun, right? Might have to edit that out of the service. Is that, is that in CCLI? I don't even know. Uh, I just was speaking, man. I'm going to pray over this offering, and then we're going to sing the doxology. But God, I just thank you so much for giving us so, so much. And we ask for your forgiveness for taking it for granted sometimes. You are so, so good to us. And we just bless you with that. We just remind you of how good you are. And we don't worship you because of the stuff you give us. We worship you because of you. I pray that as this money is before us, that you would take it and multiply it. And it would bless those that need it most. Through this, your local outpost. Who all together say...
Amen. Please stand and sing the doxology with me. is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. And so we cry out to God to hear our prayers, to listen and to answer, knowing of God's faithfulness. Join me now as we go to God in prayer. We seek you, O God, and make supplication to you, not only for ourselves, but for our neighbors who you have commanded us to love as we love ourselves. Hear our intercessions, we pray. As we approach this Lenten season, help us find the discipline to be more faithful Translate our desires to serve you into commitment. Send your Holy Spirit to guide us when the way seems unsure and instill in us the confidence we need to enable us to act. May we boldly proclaim the good news by the words of our mouth and the deeds of our lives. Once again, we come with our prayers and concerns for the helpless victims of another mass shooting, this one on the Michigan State University campus. Our hearts go out to the students of the school, to the families of the victims, and to our nation as our innocence is gone and people no longer feel safe anywhere. This week, we saw Jewish men shot and wounded simply for being Jewish. At school, at worship, at work, bicycling down the street, we are vulnerable. Heal our land, we pray. Bring peace to all victims. Protect the innocent. Remove such hate. Open our eyes to ways we can make a difference and stop this senseless violence. Help us, we pray. Earthquake victims in Turkey now number at 45,000, and we know that number will go up. We rejoice when miraculous survivors are rescued, and we grieve for the many who have perished. Open the hearts of the U.S. and other nations to rush much-needed supplies to this area. May such aid bring hope to the thousands who have nowhere to go and lack all the basics for life. We pray that Syria also receives the help they need and that the government allows it. 
The Ukraine is approaching the one-year anniversary since Russia attacked. We are grateful for the many nations bringing military aid, and we pray that this siege may soon be over and normal, free life maintained. We pray for the many homeless who come to these doors daily looking for the basics of life, a lunch, warm socks, a sweatshirt, someone who cares. We especially pray for warmth and shelter on these cold nights. God of grace, in Jesus Christ, you entered the sick room with healing and in the streets responded to the cries of the helpless. Continue his work in us today, we pray. Heal the children, cure disease, remove cancers from the sick, bind up broken hearts, mend broken bones, calm frazzled nerves, speak peace to the guilty and repentant. We pray for Dorothy that her leg may heal quickly, for Charlotte and the healing of her eye. We ask that Buzz continues to improve and is able to eat again. We pray for Patty. O Lord, save all who call upon you. We pray for all who are bereaved, for those whose services we have held recently, and for Virginia's family as services are held tomorrow for her. We ask for peace and comfort for all and trust in you to sustain them and give them hope. O God, in your loving purpose, answer our prayers and fulfill our hopes. In all things for which we pray, give us the will to seek to bring them about as your servants and for the sake of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now if you would stand for the final hymn, and it is one that guides and directs us into following everything that we have been hearing about today. Trust and Obey.
There is no other way. Um, reminder, sign up to get your picture taken and all your information put into our directory that you want. Make sure you come to experience. Like, I can't think of a better way to create holy habits than to get involved in in Lent around here, which starts on Wednesday. And then Wednesday, it's be, it'll be the series finale for my Ephesians, and then we'll go into the lectionary text and the Gospels, just a heads up for everybody. I wanted to say thank you to each and every person in this room. Thank you for joining us for worship this morning, and let me send you out with a benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.
was Brett Berry. That guy was phenomenal at three. Remember, he could hit from anywhere. That's crazy.